1: The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Welcome to episode 174 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast, brought to you in association with Sports Social, the UK's only dedicated sports podcast network. And also fanatics. What maybe you should have said is sponsored by the the 05 one That one's been a little bit more fitting after uh, yesterday's remarkable performance away at Brighton. Still can't believe it. Woke up this morning and thought I was uh, I was dreaming when I, I looked over the uh, the goals again. Couldn't quite believe what I witnessed at the Amex yesterday. Unbelievable. Nobody nobody foresaw it. We chatted last week, me and Lee, about the uh, the game, looking ahead to me. You know, we thought if we got a draw, it would be a great a great point. And obviously, before we played, we saw that Leicester fell to a 5-3 defeat at Fulham. So, new anything that we could have got would have been a real bonus. But, Lee, how, how do you even begin to sum up that performance yesterday? Because it was out, out of absolutely nowhere. So one like in terms of our, our away form, that's for sure. No win on the road since October the 1st at Southampton. How do you even sum it up? I
0: genuinely think you can't sum it up. I don't think any words do it justice. Um, I mean, if there's anything to say, we've showed signs, haven't we, in recent matches? Obviously, Leicester, where you know at times we played exceptionally well, sort of faded a bit there, and then you know as we discussed last week, didn't really make the required changes maybe to see it off. And then first first thirty minutes against Newcastle before the goal, we were exceptional in that game, if you remember as well. So there's been signs. Yeah, there's been signs. Some. You know, players coming into form. I think mainly since Dom's come back in, really, isn't it? I mean, Dom's. I mean, he was exceptional yesterday. I mean, everyone everyone played well, but he was he was certainly up there as one of the best players on the pitch. You I mean he makes so much difference to the way we play, doesn't he? The ability to be able to go into his feet, into his head, his ability to you know his clever runs off the ball, you know his dexterity as well. You have got to remember he's you know it's great feet. You know what I mean? I mean, he, the, the times yesterday, he rolled, dunked, then he got him booked. You know what I mean? He, he's, 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 he just shows you, Mike. I think if we'd have had him fit pretty much most of the season, I don't think we'd be anywhere near where we are now. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of frailties in the side. But, you know, Tom really, really makes us, makes us look a completely different outfit, doesn't he, the way we play? And I thought he was outstanding yesterday. And I think mainly our form... In, in as I said in those two performances, it certainly in patches has coincided with him coming back into the team. And yesterday, you would say pretty much throughout it was a complete performance. I would say I think that's the words to describe it. You know, both defensively and offensively. And then our keeper as well was it was yeah I know I know you've put a few tweets out since the match. He was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, some of those saves were were you know could have changed the course of the game. Let's have it right. We conceded one. We could have then. Capitulated as we have done this season and conceded two or three quite quickly. So, yeah, that's the words I would use, mate. If you're going to sum it up, you'd say a complete performance, wouldn't it? Totally agree with it. Yeah, totally
1: agree. It is difficult to put into words, really, because it wasn't just an away win at a a good side, a side who were were pushing for European football and play some fantastic football. You know, we've done nothing but praise Brighton, you know, in the last sort of 12, 18 months, how well run they are. How nice they, they actually played the game, and we knew it was going to be a difficult difficult task to actually go there and, and pick anything up from from the Amex, but it was just fantastic. I mean, obviously, f- first of all, it helps that the the fans uh, were certainly upbeat when they saw the the emergence of Mina in the starting eleven, which obviously we've been calling for, for for quite a while. Great to see him back, and I thought he was superb. By the way, I thought you know. He's give you everything that we thought that he would. You know, he's a leader. We know that. He's a talker. He puts his head in the way of everything, as, as we saw yesterday. Um, he's, he's not not shy of winding people up, as we also saw as well yesterday. So that really helps when you see the team use and you see him in. Nathan Patterson in, in a right back, obviously, for, for Seamus Coleman. But it doesn't get much better than scoring a goal after 34 seconds, does it? And, and, and what a goal it was. You know, it, I know it was early. And, and I know, obviously, sometimes sides take time to, to settle down. You saw Evan, you know, on the look, lovely ball up to, up to Don, by the way. What, what a fantastic, you mentioned it earlier on, what a fantastic spin that was, you know, fan, they, they, this is what Don is all about. The, the little little things like that, the strength on the ball, holding the ball up, bringing players in, good in the air. I think he, he had 13, 13 aerials, he was one nine yesterday, fantastic. Uh, but that little spin, lovely. And, you know, what a ball across that is to the core, who has been the midfielder, who has been the one pushing further forward ahead of the other two and providing support to, to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And, and he stuck in at the time was his third goal of the season. And when you get that kind of start, I know I was sitting there, and we, we were discussing it with him as, as the game was going on, and it was almost felt like it was 89 minutes too early because you thought, you know, if, if you're going to score, don't get a goal that early because now you just thought it's going to be one-way traffic, Everton sitting back trying to soak it up. Um but great start of the game and Everton just built on things from there, didn't he?
0: Yeah, I definitely echo your thoughts on, on that. I mean, if you look at the what's clever in that move, Mike, is, is you mentioned Dom's ability there. He let the ball run through his legs. He's rolled in. But you know what's done that? It's the pass into him because all day long, it looks like a will shaping to clip it into the channel. Dunk's obviously tried to read that. It's going to go into the channel. And then he's played it inside Hasn't he? He's played it inside dunk there, almost straight to Calvert Lewin. The dunk's kind of semi off off balance anyway, as a result of the pass. And then, obviously, by letting it run across his body, letting it run through his legs, he, he's done him then completely. He's sold. He's gone. He's gone. He's out the game. And, you know, so early on in the game there, you're then thinking, I'm thinking, take this on and shoot here. Take this on and shoot because the defender's in that catch 22. And he, do I go to him or do I, you know? But then he takes a touch that goes wide, and then you're thinking, oh, can't get a shot off now but then you know we've all been in that situation it's not an easy ball that then because you know you've got to try and get it to the you know your uh your um you know your player in the in the box but he could have easily picked out the keeper if you go too close to the keeper you could have picked out the defender but he's, he's not you know he's, he's picked him out brilliantly played it behind the defender and and then the just got to get anything on it and it's a goal you know and, and what a start like you said i mean Instantly, that just lifts the whole place, and we've been saying, you know, quite a few times under Dash under anyone really this season that if you know if we score first, then that just gives us, you know, a real a real chance because a lot of games where we haven't scored first, we've gone on to to, to suffer, haven't we, this season? So, um, what a fantastic goal that was, and and just to echo your comments there as well on Mina, you know. Dice, there, uh, you know, there's plenty of managers, Benitez before him, and plenty of others who've been super stubborn when fans have called for players to be dropped. And and to be fair, you know, he's he's eating a bit of humble pie there and and brought Yeri Mina in. And I'll be honest with you, Mike, I, he hasn't played a minute since January. I I was I was thinking this is a massive game to come into here, not played a minute of football. You know, take always takes you a while to get into your fitness, your match fitness. I mean, that's an incredible performance he's put in there in a game of that magnitude under that much pressure. And like you said, he got his body in the way, he headed everything. He was a, he was a mammoth at the back. And, you know, also what I noticed, little subtle things as well. You probably noticed this as well. But do you know when he When we were under pressure in the second half, how calm he was playing out under pressure mm-hmm. as well and finding players. He wasn't just, you know hoofing it like the Alamo going get rid. He was actually trying to find a Woby or Patterson out wide and very calm on the ball. And you, you forget that. For someone that looks so, so gangly on the ball as well, he's actually not a bad footballer, is he?
1: No, he doesn't get that kind of praise, does he? I've always said, I, I trust him on the ball out of our sense of half more than anybody. And people might find that a bit strange. But I always think that yeah, Mina has got decent feet, I really do. And, and he showed a bit of that yesterday, like you say. But I think the most important thing with, with him being in there You've got two centre-halves then, one either side. You can coach Patterson on one side, Michalenko on the other side, talking to the midfield at all times, just seeing the whole game. And we need that with Sheamus being obviously out for the season now. Luckily, injury not as bad as we first feared. But with him being out, we needed that second leader to come in. And that's why I think it was so important to bring Gary Meaning in yesterday. There's a lot of talk and rumours around, you know, if he makes 100 appearances for Everton, We've got to pay Barcelona more money. I think now with him playing yesterday, he's he going to get to ninety-nine. He played the rest of the games this season. So we should be safe on that front. It saying, you know, I don't know if it's Sue or not, but it's what's been do, doing been doing this week. Um, but he was terrific, of course. And 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 you always have to, you know, build from the back, you know, when it comes from a solid defensive base and, and I think defensively yesterday, you know, at times in the second half, especially, it was a it was a lot of a war of attrition, really. Uh, we had to concentrate, we had to be on the ball and and, and certainly make sure that everybody knows what they're doing to, to see Brighton out, because Brighton had, had quite a few chances there, second half, which we'll come on to in a minute, but going back to that first half, obviously getting that first goal very really great start for us, thought it was, as we say, thought it was far too early for us to actually go on and win the game. But then you look at then what happens after, and Everton just seems to threaten on the count, which you know, ever haven't really, you know, it's in terms of a counter attacking side, we haven't been fantastic in that department because we don't, we haven't felt we've had the players with the maybe the pace to cause, to cause problems. But I thought Brighton left, left holes all over the space, all over the place. And you know, whether that's how they, they play week in, week out, and because they put so much pressure on a defense in terms of an attacking team, they've got so much talent in obviously wire positions essentially as well. Obviously, the likes of McAllister, Caicedo, uh, mentioned Matoma, M- 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 Solly Marsh, who, k- who came on. There's so much talent there that they almost needed the two centre halves to do the defending, and it was it was sort of detriment. But Everton were terrific. I mean, the second goal that the, the is the one who starts things off from the edge of our own box, and within sort of seven eight seconds, he's the one putting the ball and back, and that's on the volley. You know, and, and and that shows you the attitude of of the players. I think yesterday and. No one was more surprised than me when he hit that ball in the back of the net because when it comes over from Dwight McNeil, I'm screaming to take a touch because I didn't think I'd hit in his locker to be able to control, side foot control volley into, into the goal. I thought it's just not going to happen, but what, what a finish. And I think it's almost been forgotten in the grand scheme of things because we saw Dwight McNeil do the old Ross Barkley celebrate before he score and then also score one late in stoppage time to make it 5-1. That's seven from Decoray. Has been forgotten, and for me, it's probably our goal of the season.
0: Oh, it's certainly up there. I mean, what a move that is! You know, I mean, the counter attack, um, you know, whenever you counter, you it's 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 about a couple of things it's speed and it's 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 accuracy and playing the right pass, isn't it? You know, what I mean, and then it was all of those things. We won the ball, as you said, deep in our own half. The was the one who started it, and you know, McNeil there. I mean, it's even with, like you just said, describe his last goal and then the goal where he's gone around the keeper. McNeil, in the last few games, he's turned into prime Ryan Giggs. Uh, where, where's this pace come from, by the way? Where's his pace come from? It's unbelievable, you know what I mean? And that last goal where he's roofed it, roof of the net, you know, that was Giggs, wasn't it? Roof of the net job. Was it against Arsenal or something, you yeah, know, against Winterburn? So, I mean, it's unbelievable, mate. I mean, like, I, no one would have predicted this. Uh, you know, we were all at the start of the season saying... Why the hell have we signed Dwight? Manu? We've, we've 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 you know spunked them in what fifteen million quid at the wall here. You know what I mean? And 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 now he's looking a bargain, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, seven goals this season. How many assists has he got? He's probably got five or 6 I isn't he? He's not but more they've, off
1: they've, that. they've given them three because they haven't given them the one. The one from the third goal yesterday, where he fires it across, it hits the goalie and goes in, has not well, gone down assist. as an assist. So it should really be be at least four. But listen, the outputs for a player. Who last yeah. season? I've, I always repeat this point: no goals on one assist all season last season. And so yeah. far, he's our leading goal scorer with seven, seven goals. I'd argue four assists instead of the three, which is being quoted.
0: In, well, in, in a side
1: that scored what
0: up until yesterday, scored what twenty-eight goals or something like. That,
1: if that twenty-seven? So on on thirty-two goals, you know, and, and so in, in our last two games, we scored we scored seven goals. I you? you know for for yeah. a, a side who hasn't in recent weeks prior to the Leicester game created very much. Yeah. That's an impressive turn. I over twenty shots. I think it was twenty-three shots against Leicester, and then we had ten yesterday with five on target, five goals. It's yeah. some. It's some. Return. Like that, we've
0: scored. We've scored nearly a quarter of our goals in two games. Crazy. Yeah, Crazy. I mean, when you put it like that, you know, twenty-five percent, just under twenty-five percent of our goals have come in the last two games. Absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Just when you need it as well. So no, you're right. I mean, it, that pick out's everything because the, the, the play was opening up in front of him there was different passes on but he's lifted his head he stayed calm how many times have you said that by the way just stay calm pick the right pass and he did that and like you said Decore I mean you know 99% of people probably would have brought that down and then you know still had time to get the shot off but he surprised the keeper didn't by taking it first time and you know not only got it on target it's really accurate as well great finish and nothing more than we deserved at that time by the way you know what I mean I mean we 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 were looked so dangerous on the on the counter I genuinely think Brighton, as we said, we would rightly lauded them before before the game. They were exceptional at Goodison. They've been exceptional all season. You know, Matoma was causing problems. You know, I thought Patterson, you know, special mention for him because, you know, clearly Dice didn't trust him. You know, the fact that he's played centre-halves in that position ahead of him, God knows what he was thinking. And, you know, there was a lot of clamours from us as fans to get Patterson back in the side when Sheamus was out and... You know, he was absolutely let's let's be honest, and this is being honest here, Matoma's probably been one of the best wingers in the league this season. Well he has, there's no doubt about it. Very few fullbacks have had a good game against him. You know, I think Wan Bazaka's the only one recently who's, who's sort of had, you know, got the better of better of him in the jewels really. And that's only because Wan Bazaka's an out and out defender. He gives you nothing going the other way. Uh, he's very good one-on-one, as we know. So Matoma, you know, if you look at it, those first three times, they were looking for him every single time, weren't they? And every time he got it, those first three times he got it, he cut onto his right foot, put three dangerous crosses into the back post. We defended them very well. The fourth time he got it, he shaped across it again and then went down the line. So he ran him down the line then, skinned him. So imagine you're a fullback then going, Jesus, this lads can go either way, you know, how do you defend this? You know, I mean, I said to you, didn't I? Half time, it's almost like watching Genoa could go either way. You know, you, as a fullback, you've got no clue which way he's going to go. And, and that's why he's so dangerous, isn't he? Because he has got that turn of speed. He's got that close control. Um, and after that, Patterson got to grips with him. and was absolutely outstanding. You could see Deich you know, constantly shouting, saying, Well done, Patter, well done. You know I mean? He, he clearly was, you know, aggressive. Uh, didn't allow him to sort of run at him ever again after he got skinned uh, the first time. So, you know, he was outstanding. Um, and then, mate, let's have it right. Before we scored the third goal, we had chances as well. You know, we had, you know, again, some some really good football. That lovely move, Garner with a lovely ball, uh, the wrong side of the defender, gets pulled back to uh, Dwight McNeil. Lovely. I tell you what, that's, you know, shapes to shoot, lets it run across his body again. It's effectively cleared off the line because the keeper was beaten there, wasn't he? Do you know what I mean? And, and it's obviously blocked off the line. And then obviously we, we went on to get to get the third goal. Um, and like you said, really, I mean it was, it was well, what a, what, a, what a, it was another good goal, wasn't it? Well, yeah. i I'm obviously the, the initial ball from Alex Abubi.
1: Um Obviously the ball the ball went wide, didn't it? And we were, yeah. we were almost case now. Look there, he played the ball too far, too far. It was, yeah, he's
0: uh, overhit it, and he you just had to float it into him. Then didn't he didn't have to play it on the floor, did he? That's it, that's it, but obviously it's kept alive,
1: the, the core, right, coming back into to McNeil, and and Dwight McNeil, Sean Dice alluded to after, in the press conference after the game, he's saying to to be that bit more direct and carry the ball, and, you know, he's got to trust himself, because he's got to, you know, he can carry the ball really well at pace, which is what we saw quite a bit, a bit of yesterday, and to be fair, at Leicester, he's he obviously he's got the ball, he goes to the defender, you know, he beats him. Fires it across, you know, in a, in a great area. The goalkeeper's position was terrible, by the way. Um, I, I would always, I was, I mean, by the way, I'm not a Premier League goalkeeper, but the basics for me as a goalkeeper was always, I'd always put my foot on the post in that position. If his foot's on the post, it doesn't go in. But he's so yeah. far from the post that he gives Dwight McNeil every opportunity to fire it across, get a touch, and it, and it goes in. And and at that point of 3 0, you're thinking, Jesus Christ, my might have to get the points fit. Because I didn't even think at that point it was going to be, we were going to win the game. You know, it's, that, that's what, I want, what, Everton, what Everton does to you. But
0: you I think I'd text the group, then i text the group saying we need a minimum of five. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's the only time I'd feel like five, then it's done. You know what I mean? And, and right, right on half time, then we, we create another great chance. Another sure cracking move down the left hand side. You know, another rope. White McNeil involved again. You know, Calvert Lewin, they almost get in each other's way, don't they? And then it falls to Garnet. And I mean, he may bury this because it's the last kick of the half, four 0 and I actually feel like I can actually enjoy the second half, maybe. And yeah. If you look at it again, actually, he he, it's, the keeper doesn't save. It's cleared off the line. Isn't it? it hits dunk behind him, so it's actually yeah. going in. So it's a bit unlucky, really, wasn't he? It? It, it wasn't. It wasn't given as a
1: shot on target because it was blocked. Like I said to you at half time, he, he didn't encounter it as a shot on target, and I watched it back again today, and that was the reason why it classed as as a, a block shot, clearly on target. But, you know, you, you saw Sean Dice on the on the, the sideline. He was fuming mostly because he knows himself. You go in there, for a lot, that's the game. You've got to feel because But at three, you just think, if you get one back here, we're going to be nervy. And, and the second half sort of showed that in a way. You know, we I, I said to you, lads, you know, it was the 73rd minute was the first time we got ourselves up the pitch with any kind of sustained possession. And then we won a free mm. kick after about 30 seconds of possession. And that was the first time in the second half when we actually got a little bit of, of respite from Brighton because they just pushed fair play to them. You know, they made four subs at half mm. time. Sorry, March made a massive difference. I thought he was tremendous. They, they went from yeah. a lot of play down there left with Matoma to a lot of play down there right with, with March. And, and he was, I thought he was terrific. Um, he was. And he gave, he gave Michalenko a really difficult time in that second half. But you just think, you know, at three 0 well, you know, we've got to we've got to make sure we keep our cliches intact, and let's get it right. It it, it was down to an inspired second half performance by Jordan Pickford. Make no mistake, because some of those saves he made on the hour mark in and around that time, if one of them goes in, it's it. I I think Everton don't win the game, whether we get a point or not. Everton gets three points. The, the one the save from the header. Which was onside, by the way, because it's... It was. Know,
0: if it had been reviewed, that would have been given, definitely. Would have been yeah.
1: given. What a save. What a save from... from That's uh, behind saves. him,
0: wasn't it? Behind yeah.
1: him, mate. Yeah, And, you know, Evan Ferguson came on, and I thought it was brilliant. He, he caused us problems. He, you know, he, he scored against us at Goodison Park, didn't he? But what, what a find. He's been this season for them. Big lad. three feet. Great in the air. Big, strong kid. Did well when he came on. But what a save that was. What a save it was from Ferguson, again, tipped onto the bar. From Jordan Pickford, he saved from um, was it McAllister? Header, another one he he's palmed away. This this is all before wasn't it the the, the fourth goal? So Jordan Pickford, you know he's he's putting a real shift there and and showing everyone gets it again why he's the best keeper this country's got. Um, and at that point, you you know the time's ticking away. I'm 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 clock watching, thinking, listen, just see it now. because if they get a goal, I mean we were all on edge at three 0 and then all of a sudden. We, we we sort of break away, don't we? And Soggy March, you know, we chasing Alex Obie, hamstring pops, which was great for us. I thought don't kick the ball out, don't stop, just take the take it. And what a lovely ball that was. That that's that's almost got lost in, in everything as well. Lovely ball to Dwight McNeil, who, by the way, that, that that's that's composure personified, that when he just sort of sends the um the defender and the goalkeeper for a, an echo and a hot dog and he's he's passed them and, and he's celebrating before he scores and at that point of 4-0 I almost allow myself to to relax almost.
0: I mean I think a lot has to be said there about that pass you're right. Um, not enough has been said about it. I mean like I said a Wobi's clever pass that made the first goal Obviously, Doms had a lot to do but it was a good ball again. You know Wobe's been you know at times, slated recently. I mean, he was at fault for the second goal against Leicester, wasn't he, where he's obviously come inside and given the, the ball away, it's led to the goal. But fair play, he showed a lot of character both in that game, scoring the equaliser in the second half. Let's be honest, many, many, many players would have gone under after giving a goal away like that in a crucial game. He's come back and got us back in the game with a great finish. And then that that pass for the fourth goal, like you said, is almost, well, it's nearly as good, if not as good, as the finish, isn't it? Because... There wasn't really much on. If you look at it, we had a, was it the Corey running at the back stick? It may have been Calvert-Lewin, I can't remember. And then you had McNeil making that run. And you're thinking, you know, he's obviously running into spacing. How's he going to find someone there now? And then if you look, McNeil obviously points there. But I've been saying this so many times, you know, uh, weight of pass is everything, isn't it? Weight of pass is absolutely everything. And that weight of pass was perfect. He didn't have to do anything. You know, he, he had time then to took t- 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 the defender out of the game. And then he's obviously put He's put them both on their backside there. What what a finish size. And then, obviously, to celebrate Ross Barkley-esque, like you said, there was, 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 was iconic, wasn't it? And then speaking of weight of pass, I mean, what a ball from Onana then. Obviously, the game's done now. Uh, it, although, like you said, let's just say before, you know they never looked like scoring. And then they scored almost the most comical FIFA-esque own goal that you've ever... Oh, sorry, not even an own goal, but it may as well have been. I mean, they never looked like scoring past Pitford and then to score a goal like that is just like unbelievable. And even then you're thinking, what's the clock saying? It was like 79, 80 minutes. You're thinking, right, they've got essentially 15 minutes here now and there's three back in it. And then you're thinking, oh, my God. (laughs) But then to be fair, you know, only an Everson fan would think that way 4-1 up with 10 minutes ago, by the way. Yeah. He had that one chance, didn't he? With again
1: Ferguson swivelled and didn't catch it, and Pickford got that yeah. down, to his left in the side. So that that was a bit of a, a bit of a warning. But outside of that, I thought Everton managed those final ten or fifteen minutes pretty pretty well. And like you say, the the ball from now, who came off the bench for the, for the last handful of minutes or so. Uh, maybe surprisingly for some, that James Garner got the nod. But I thought yet again acquitted himself very very well as he did at Leicester. I think a really efficient performance from him. I think he's a decent inside the footballer, and he's fitting into yep. that system really well at the moment, to be honest. Um, but O'Nana comes on, obviously. Yes, again, with a little breakaway. By that time, obviously, Brighton are just doing whatever he can to try and get in the ground, yeah, the Everton box, and put the, put the pressure on. What a ball that is! That, that, that's a fantastic assist. You know, I know Dwight McNeil's got got a little bit to do there because it's, it's a great finish. But yet again, the ball makes it. The way he just bends it around the defender, like you say, way to pass is absolutely perfect. It's McNeil, as Sean Dice has been saying. It's home to carry the ball, be direct, go at pace. Does exactly that, and we know how good his left foot is. He doesn't score poor goals like McNeil hasn't done all season. Every single goal that he scored has been a highlight, real goal for me, you know. And he was he did it twice yesterday, but that, that second one, nothing better. When nothing better is than getting a goal deep into stoppage time. See the five-one win at, at such a good good opponent in Brighton. And then get the fella in the crowd giving the old uh, the old that hand was signal, <laughs> signals. That's why it's hilarious, of course, on camera. But lo- lovely goal, wasn't
0: it? Like I said to you, mate, he turned into Prime Ryan Giggs there. I mean, uh, or even better, you could probably say he's got a left foot of Rivaldo the way he hits it with that, you know, a rocket near post. I mean, again, he's looking to sort of that little. He gives himself that yard by faking to almost, you know, play the pass. Gross then sort of stops and that gives him the yard and then he just absolutely rifles it in the top corner and then anything he wow i mean it's just been announced you know um i'm going to say man of the match uh just been announced and then um unbelievable mate i mean what if what and that just caps it off um absolutely capped off a, a perfect display as i said before You know, a complete performance and and a vital, a vital time as well, because none of us would have expected that whatsoever. Brighton are one of the form teams in the league. They've been rightly lauded in so many places. I was listening to Gillian Balagay on the radio the other day saying about he spent half an hour solely talking with Unai Emre at the weekend um, about how good Deservey was as a coach. You know, I mean, that's with Unai Emery, uh, obviously a fellow Spaniard of his, and then how Spurs have all are sniffing around him already. They've apparently made approach for him. You know, rightly so. I mean, the stat about Susulo when he was there that they, uh, in Serie A. Bear in mind, some of the teams in that league, they were the team that had the most possession. You know, at Sassuolo, mate. You know, Susulo, When you consider some of the teams in that league, and and Brighton have been exceptional under a Zerbi, so he's rightly got the plaudits, but. You know, we've 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 done them. You know, what I mean, we've done them. We've 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 sat off. You know, it, I said to you, almost it's almost frustrating why we've not kind of played that way in some of the games, particularly away from home, where we, you know, if we'd have played that way, say, you know, against possibly even Forest, where we have, you know, a bit more dangerous on the counter. But then I was thinking that, but then I thought, well, no, we didn't have Dom, did we? And that's the big difference. Dom has allowed us to play this way now, where we can counter and counter with, you know. With an actual genuine threat, because of the way he, the way he holds the ball up and brings other people into the game.
1: Well, Don came back against Palace, didn't he? Um, away from home, and and I think you know we look at the games the games since then. Obviously, we've had the had the Palace game. We've had the uh, the Newcastle game. Leicester. Obviously, we've then we've then gone into the game the game against Brighton and and you if you watch if you watch Dominic Calvert Lewin, what he's what he's done for me is he's made us a more complete outfit and and certainly much more of a threat because he's a proper number 9 but if you look if you look at his how much he's improved in terms of him and his fitness in that time it's night and day he's got better and better and better he's got stronger and stronger obviously got a goal against leicester could have had a goal against against Brighton. He, he, he had the one shot where he sent the keeper the wrong way. Actually, it was actually quite clever in the first half, but he tagged the ball wide, but got an assist yesterday. And his first half performance against Brighton, I thought, was as good as, I, as I've ever seen. I thought it was fantastic. And with, with him, with him now being at probably full match fitness, looking big, looking strong, he's an absolute menace. And, and it's what we've lacked. And like you said earlier on the show, if he would have been fit for you know, the, the rest of the season, would, would we be where we were, where we are? Possibly not. You know, we might, it might've been say 12th, 13th, but a bit higher than we are. And maybe not in the suburb that we find ourselves in, but he, he was, he was terrific. And, and having a focal point in Dominic Calvert-Lewin means that Everton now have got that, that release, haven't they? So if we need to try and relieve a bit of pressure, Domkin's can draw a foul. Um, so it, it was a, it was a fantastic performance from him. Uh, and a fantastic performance from Evan. and the manager's got to be said he got it absolutely spot on in terms of his selection and and it was it was great to see us come away with a with a 5-1 win um but I know obviously it's going to be a short a short podcast today so many things going on of course we thought we'd try and fit one in we know we've got man city at the weekend which is a is a huge a huge ask for any side at this moment in time you know it's not really we haven't really got a great deal amount of time to even sit here and, and, and preview that. They, they've got a game against Graham and obviously, before before the playoffs. They're on for the title. But in terms of, b- before, we, before we shoot, Lee, ju- just your thoughts on, what does that win do for the confidence for the Everton players and the fans and the manager going into Manchester City on Sunday?
0: I mean, it's a massive shot in the arm. It, it, it's a massive shot in the arm, not only getting the win, but the way we won. You know, and and that's the big one for me. Um, I mean, in a weird way, I kind of wish we were playing Wolves and Bournemouth now, because then obviously you're carrying that form momentum into games where you've got you know a much better chance of winning. Now going into City now, you know, even if we play that same level again, they've got so much quality they could they could still roll us over. You know, what I mean that that's how good they are, and they can play a very different way, as Dave said after the game. You know, Brighton likes to have the ball. City like to have the ball, but City can hurt you in a number of ways. And they've obviously got a lot of quality in that team. You've just got to hope that tonight's game is a real tight game against Madrid, um, where you know potentially even some injuries, possibly or niggles. You know, I mean, before the Everton game, but if, if they do play tonight and it's a really tight game going to second leg, that suits us down to the ground. We could do with our friend Carlo there putting in a performance. His team putting in a performance tonight. Um, and then making the second leg obviously you know a lot more on the line if you like, which means you may have to rest players against Everton, um, or certainly maybe put a slightly changed line. And don't get me wrong, the subs they've got on the bench, are, you know, we're still going to be underdogs going into that game, but it just gives you a lot more confidence going in there that maybe we can try and nick a point. Obviously they need to win. In the downside of Arsenal getting that win against Newcastle and everything else means that obviously City still have to be honest, don't they? And and and. Obviously, we win every game to win the title, but you know, I just, I just, I, you know, we got a point at their place. It does, it just lifts the lads. I've just got to hope, Mike, that we just don't get turned over heavily. I know that sounds stupid after we've just had the best performance of the season, but I just hope that you know we we, we just keep it tight and and we put in a you know the performance that allows us to carry the momentum into the next two games. You know, City can turn up at any time, and if they do, Tonkers a few by a few goals, all of a sudden that momentum's lost going into the Wolves game, isn't it? So, trying not to finish too much on a on a negative, but I'm, you know, also trying to think. Well, look, let's just try and carry that positivity into the into the game and try and get something out of the game. If we get a draw, it'll be a hell of a result.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. We've got to make sure that we that we're in. Obviously, we can stay in the game as long as we can like you say, City City are going to be competitive because of the fact that Arsenal beat Newcastle. But I do think the game in Europe will have a, a bit of an, an impact on things. If they run away with it, then the chances are they, they will play quite a quite a strong side against Everton, you know, because they, they, if they win it, say, 3 4 nil. which I'm not saying it's going to happen because Carlo and Slotty are a, a strong side, but um, if, if they do run away with it, then, you know, it'll make that probably a bit more difficult for us. But if they're going if to tie, if it's competitive with Real Madrid, if it's a close game by a, a goal or two or a draw, then that, I think, will help out because they will make a few changes uh, come come Sunday. But we know how, how strong they are, um, what what a side they are. Manchester City, what a squad that they've got. They made changes against Leeds and, and basically coasted that game um, and still have really scored. About four or five, in my opinion, but but wasted a lot of chances and obviously missed a penalty and made it nervy for themselves. But th- that that win against Brighton will give us a lot of confidence. It's got to be said, and and you know we've got to be disciplined once again. Set up in a similar way. Hopefully, all the players come through it unscathed it and a, and, a, and a fit, and we'll be wrapped in cotton wool this week, and, and we can we can do something. Like you say, a point will be massive and, and help us in, on, in our steps. Of hopefully, staying in, in in the Premier League, but. Let's see what happens, fingers crossed, back to Goodison Park on Sunday. Uh, But that's us for today, us for this week. We'll be back after the Man City game to look back on that game and look ahead, the season's nearly at at a close, look ahead to that trip to Wolverhampton Wanderers the following weekend, so we will catch you then. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three Blues. Three Opinions. One Everton Podcast.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.